all you Nakamas out there. I'm Bree Scally. And I'm Kate Bresnahan, and you're listening to Takoyaki Time. We're back. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Finally, again, after another few week yeah. interval. You know how it is. You know how life goes. Yeah. I, oh my god. So, what happened to me was I wrecked my car hitting a deer going home late one night so i've been in a uh trying to find a car mode yeah it's been really hectic (laughs) so uh, please forgive us yes it's fine we've got all the hot anime news come on aside come on (laughs) (laughs) so okay did you was did you want to break your hot news first or do you want to wait a little bit no my hot news goes with something else so we can we can hold let's talk about something else uh let's talk about something sad first and then we'll get into something Uh, okay something sad and then happy so uh it was uh, big news a couple it was either a week or two ago where uh hiromi tsuru the voice actress for, of bulma from dragon ball passed away so sad yeah, she was in her f- early 50s not that old no, she was it's, not old at all yeah so it was it was really sad and uh we are a little heartbroken about it definitely it's, she was an icon so so for everyone who's a fan we feel your pain yeah and we hope that her family's doing okay so that's the sad part. That's the sad part. The happy part is Free gets the third season. Yay! Yay! Yeah, this was weeks ago that this news mm-hmm. came out. It was like I think the day we recorded a new episode, so yes. we didn't get. Yeah, to talk yeah, about that's it yet. right. But uh, yeah, I'm so psyched about Free getting a third season, and they're going to be older. They're going to be older. I'm so excited. Yep, characters from uh, the first movie are coming back. Yeah, that's right. Um, I forget all of their names. Um, I know Kisumi is coming back. Yes. Everyone's um, favorite. Fan favorite Kisumi. And that quiet sad boy from middle school. <laughs> the green haired one. Yeah, the green haired one. The quiet sad boy. Yeah, the quiet sad boy, yeah. Um and Sosuke's been featured very heavily, which Thank- I'm excited about. Thank Jesus He's Christ. My fave. He's our boy. Absolutely. I'm really pumped. And, like Free was that show the the first time I saw it. I was like, Oh, this is great. This is my new favorite show. I love it. I love all the characters. I'm happy with what it is. Yeah. But, I mean, there's never going to be more. Who's going to want more half-naked boy? Everyone. Yeah. The whole world. Literally the whole world did. wants more. Yeah. So we got a second season. And I was like, this is great. I love it. This is a beautiful way to end the series. I'm happy with what we have. And yeah. <laughs> and it was yeah. the third season. And I was like, oh, my God. How, how much happier can I get about one show getting more seasons? I don't know. I, I, wonder if I don't just, think that you could. I, I think that you've maxed out. Keep coming out with new seasons of the show until they like grow old and die or something. Oh. <laughs> it's just That'd a be very so long slice of life. I'm really excited to like see them like start their careers and like yeah. grow up a little bit, you yep. know, because season two was so much about like what they're all gonna like go on to do. Yeah. Because you can't like be a high school swimming star forever, obviously. <laughs> and not everyone gets to go to the Olympics. Like right. not everyone gets to be a professional athlete. Yeah. So and half the boys are gonna be in college now, so we yeah. get to see like the difference between high school and college. College, college, college. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm really, really, really excited. That's uh this summer I think it's coming out. I think so, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh my and we God. still we still have the free movies to look forward yeah. to also. Oh A lot going on there. I might actually yeah. yeah i might go into a coma of excitement yeah we like go see the movie like kate oh she's on the floor it's, it's okay we knew this was gonna happen we brought a pillow just like tuck it under your head revive you later thank you <laughs> you're welcome let's let's put that in like a kit i'm prepared yeah the kate emergency free kit uh more news is you are doing NaNoWriMo um well it's December now so NaNoWriMo oh, you were doing it Nano- wow I wrote these notes a very long time ago <laughs> yeah um how'd that turn I out I did not hit my 50,000 word 
goal but i did write a lot more than i have in like a really long time that's so, awesome yeah yeah it was definitely like more of a personal victory I, yeah i got like a sad email from like the nanorimo commission <laughs> Why did they do that? i don't know it's it was on december bummer. 1st and it was just like so we didn't finish uh but that's okay like don't feel bad and I don't know. And you're like, I just disappointed my parents yeah. and my grandparents like, and all of my ancestors. Everyone knows about my shame and I'm terrible. And now I have. Yeah, they sent me that email too yeah. saying that you hadn't finished it. So. Oh, I knew that they would do that. Everyone. I'm disappointed. Check your mailboxes. There's probably an official letter. <laughs> you know, I have to be shamed now. I have to be shunned. Well, you know, there's always next year. There's always next year. It was so much work. It is. I was yeah. really good for like a week. And then um, I went away for a few days, and I was like, ah, oh, it's okay. I'll catch up over the weekend. No. Mm-mm. It was just like... They do it during Thanksgiving month, too, exactly. which is just, like, ridiculous. It's so busy. November's the craziest. Whereas, like, whenever Inktober comes up, I'm like, great, I've got an idea. I'll get down to it. And I get three in, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's October, and I have a lot of Halloween yeah, plans to get to. Yeah, October, November, December, the craziest three months of the year. Yeah. And that's when the challenges are. Mm-mm. But... Anyway, I have a story outline that I'm still working on. So. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's going. I'm excited to read Thanks. it if you ever release it to anyone. Thanks. Yeah, once I'm a little bit more comfortable with where it's at, I'll start letting people cool. read it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if we're speaking about our progress and things, uh, oh, yes. I've been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild. A great I, undertaking. I finally got my Switch and I finally felt comfortable playing it. Yay. And I've been playing a lot of that. It's not exactly the most uh, proud moment of my life. Why not? Putting hours and hours into a video it's game. It's a good game. I really enjoy it. How far are you? Not very. Mm. I have, I think, five hearts now, mm-hmm. which is not a lot. And What's the max? Ten? I, that's how many you need to get the Master Sword. Okay. And I haven't even, like, come close yeah, to, like, yeah. even seeing it. I haven't gotten any of the Divine Beasts yet. I've just been, like, running around. Does your Link know that there is a Master Sword? No. Okay. We haven't yeah, I don't even, I don't know the story yet. at all. Um... Yeah. I'm still, I don't necessarily trust Nintendo switching save files from one Switch to another, yeah. so I haven't started Breath of the Wild yet. That's fine. Once you get into it, you get into yeah. it. There's yeah. There's plenty of time. Yeah, and like taking on another open world game seems really, yeah. seems like a big undertaking. It really, there's nothing else I want to play at mm-hmm. the moment, so I think that's like a good place for me to yeah. be right now. Yeah, definitely. I'm having fun. Nice. I should be drawing, but I've been playing a lot of video games. Um, if we're, if I could take a moment to talk about something I'm enjoying okay, yes. lately. Um, I started reading a Red Rising book series hmm. by Pierce Brown. Uh, it's really, really good. I like blazed through the first one in a week. It's about like a thousand years or so in the future. Um, society has been stratified into different castes based on color with gold humans being like way at the top and they're like really big and strong and like kind of the picture of like Greco-Roman perfection and then down the bottom is the reds and they are all the miners and they do all the dirty work and they're basically slaves and then in between they're all different colors of everything like every job in society uh, and it's really good. A gold, a red um, infiltrates gold society and like gonna take them down from the inside. That sounds great. It's really good. I'm on the second one now, and I can't wait. <laughs> really, I want to read that. That sounds good. I'll lend you it. It's super good. Yeah, I've never read a book in a week. I don't think, but 
I could try. <laughs> well, I was doing a combo of um, audiobook and reading the actual book. Oh, smart. So I got uh, the audiobook on sale a while ago, and I never got around to listening to it. And I just felt like listening to some fiction, so I picked it up. And it was so good that when I couldn't listen to the audiobook, I wanted to still be reading it yeah. physically. So yeah. I went out and I bought a copy of the paperback, too. Nice. So I'd, like, switch back and forth. Oh, that's such so a was- clever idea. I like that. <laughs> I wish I could do that for all books because it was awesome. Yeah. It, it, but it's a lot more expensive, too. So. Someday we'll have the technology to mm-hmm. be able to just mm-hmm. do it in one device or something. Well, um, Amazon Kindle does have this thing called WhisperSync with Audible because they own audible also of course they do where like if you buy the e-reader version and the audio version it'll keep it synced up between the two Hmm. so you can stop listening and just pick up right on the page like where you left off which is pretty cool but uh i don't want a kindle so (laughs) yeah i don't blame you yeah so that's not really an option (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool that sounds exactly like the kind of story i'd like to read yeah absolutely i think you'd like it it's really good so let's let's start into one of our first segments. Back to anime. Yeah, let's talk about anime for a bit. Um, so a couple weekends ago, uh, we and a group of friends sat down and watched all of the first season of Made in Abyss, which is a pretty bonkers show. Uh, yeah, and I, you didn't know anything about it. Going I knew in. nothing. I no. didn't know anything about yeah. it. Going in. I think um, only Alex knew anything yeah, about the show, and the rest all. of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just all went in blind. Um, so. I'm going to give you all like the, the brief plot synopsis. Um, the story is centered around an orphan girl named Rico who lives in the town of Orth on an island in the sea of... This doesn't matter. Anyway, she lives... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck all that. Who cares? This island has this giant pit in the middle. A hole that just goes farther than anyone can imagine. Like thousands and thousands of meters. Like way farther than it should physically be able to go. And um, it holds a bunch of artifacts and remnants from a civilization from, like, thousands of years ago. And people from the surface called cave raiders will go down and look for relics from the past that could be useful to them up top. And then they bring it back and basically just sell it at a premium. It, it seems like that's what it was, right? It's like they literally just, like, what sell they were everything. doing, yeah. yeah. Um, so the main character, Rico... Her mother was a super famous cave raider. Um, she was a white bell, right? That was the color. White whistle. White whistle. That's it. Yeah, white whistle. Um, so she was top tier cave raider, and years ago she went down and never came back. Um, but a package has reached the surface telling Rico that her mother is waiting for her at the bottom of the abyss. And there's also a robot boy. Yeah, a robot boy saves Rico at some point when she's uh, cave raiding at one of the higher stratos of the... Yeah, of she can only go down like 60 meters yeah, or something really out of like amount. infinite. Yeah. So, yeah. So he saves her from like a monster and then she takes him back to her orphanage and they reboot him and he doesn't remember anything. So she goes into the pit with him to find mm-hmm. her mother. Right. Um, and yes, it's kind of implied that, like later in the series, it's implied that he already knows Rico's mother. Yes, Liza. Seriously, like throughout the entire yeah. series, he gets, keeps getting like weird flashbacks yeah. to scenes with her. Which I mean, I guess would explain why he was so drawn to Rico. Yes, yeah, I think so too. But we don't know because there's only one season out. Yeah, and it it doesn't end with her finding her mother. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. Um. No real 
conclusion. No. But season two was just announced. Was it seriously? Yeah, was it that seriously the, was. was. That news. was, yep, that's my news. <laughs> On so November excited. 26th. Yay. Um, the second season was announced for next year. So, or I don't know if it's actually for next year, but it's like in development. That's so, fucking yeah. rad. So we're getting more. I'm so happy. That is excellent news. So, so happy because the mystery is so compelling. It really is. It's really, really good. <laughs> so the only thing that either of us knew any about the show before going in was Alex told us that it was going to rip us apart. Yeah. And it did. It totally did. There was not a dry eye in the house. No. You you didn't cry. I you tried hard. Not I to. only didn't cry because I was making a concerted effort <laughs> not to cry. Because I, I didn't think anyone else would be crying, and I cry so easily. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. I don't know. I, I I don't know why I'm okay with crying when it's like watch. I, yeah. I still feel embarrassed, but like. At the same time, I think I I like heard someone sniffling next to me, and I was like, "All right, it's fine. All right, it's it's We're go time. It's this. cry time." Yeah. <laughs> so we both really liked it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would give it. It's like a five takoyaki. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I had a few problems here and there with mm-hmm. it, but overall, it was just like really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I really liked about it is it's a really strange world, but they kind of like take it on faith that you'll pick it up. Yeah. Like they don't feel the need to explain everything. Like you, the main character, she's like a student, like learning about cave raiding and stuff. So there's like some paltry information thrown around, but it's not like they hold your hand. Exactly. You know, actually the course of the story reminded me a bit of Attack on Titan Mm -hmm. in a way, because it's like, Mm -hmm. it's this, yeah, it's a fantasy world. That's kind of similar to ours, but it has, like, these ridiculous things that happen in it, and it has totally. rules to go along with them. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, depending on how deep you are in the pit, or the abyss, uh, if you ever try to go back up to the surface, you'll experience different stages of what they call the curse of the abyss. Right. So... And, yeah, like, the further you are down, the worse the curse yeah, is. exactly. So, like, each stratos of the abyss has its different set of curse rules. Mm-hmm. So, like... If they ever need to go back up even a little bit, they start experiencing the curse. And it's it's, so you have to kind of measure how badly you need to or want to go back up before making that decision. Yeah. Because there will be consequences. Like not just like moving up between the layers of the abyss, but just like physically like like standing up even or like moving upwards a few feet. Yeah, there was one scene where she had to walk up like a a small hill. Yeah. And it was like the idea of it was so It was like a hundred feet of a hill and she ends up like hallucinating and on the ground, you know? Yeah. And these are children. The show's so fucked up. I love it. (laughs) They're like twelve year olds. Yeah. Totally. Um, so let's see, did you, what were, what were your issues with the show? Let's start there and then we'll go to the, I mean, the obvious one is the weird sexualization of the robot boy and the girl. Um, yeah, the, the sexualization, especially like you said of the robot boy. And then I felt like Rico wasn't overly sexualized, but she peed her pants like a a ton. Like Three or four times. I am 100% convinced that the creator, like, has, has a, a pee thing. fetish. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. Um, it. So I guess this actually started as a, like, a web manga or, like, oh, a neat. web comic um, by Akihito Tsukushi. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I'm kind of thinking, like, that stuff was, like, in the web comic. Yeah. And just like followed through i don't know yeah she peed herself so much like i mean i understand the visceral reaction Mm. to 
uh, urinating yourself. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you you see that and you're like, yeah. that must hurt a lot or that must be very scary. Exactly. But at the same time, like, you don't need to see it every fucking time. No. I mean, I could have I could have probably written off one. Yeah. Like the... But it kept happening. Yeah. Like, when she was at Ozen's and she was so scared yeah. that she wet the bed. Like, okay, she's a kid. Like, that's kind of, like, reminding us of how young she is, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, she's still get so scared she wets the bed yeah um and then i guess at the end like she was in so much pain but like it's too much it was too much <laughs> yeah it was way too much and it was just like there was one point uh so one of the curse symptoms is like you bleed out of every orifice yeah which is it was horrifying oh yeah i forgot about that part i yeah. mean i forgot about the pee part with that <laughs> yeah and it, uh she's getting mended by one of the characters and the character hands the robot boy her pants and she's like all right, go wash her pants. They're covered in pee blood. And yeah. you're like, well, that just sounds like she had her period. Like, did we have to go there? Did I, we really have to go there? I I don't know. I mean, this was definitely one of those shows that is proof that anime is for adults. Yeah. You know, and it's not adult in a way that's like, that like hentai is adult. Yeah. It's adult in like the themes and how sad it is. Yeah. And... How, like every orifice that's an orifice that's a, that, there's you know? a couple orifices like, down there yeah they definitely weren't pulling any punches no for sure so yeah i mean and like as the robot boy too they talked a lot about his dick they talked about his dick so much everyone wanted to know if this kid had a human dick yeah everyone including a grown-ass man mm-hmm. who literally like looked down his pants picked him up and looked in his pants it was so weird it was really weird and really gross so, and the uh, the only other issue I really had with it was the thing, like, Rico's characterization was a little weak to me. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of interesting points, but she's basically helpless. Yeah. So, like... Well, it, like, she's going on an insane yeah. quest. Like, she shouldn't be doing this. And all of the adults are, like, they get mad at the robot boy for, like, not being able to protect her enough. And it's yeah. like, she's the one who wanted to come down here in the first place. Absolutely. Um, and she never gets any uh, criticism for like not being strong enough to no. protect herself. Yeah, which yeah, at the that's same time is like, true. Mm. like, like really? Mm. Could can could anyone? Could any child? No, she shouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird like her characterization, like along with like the weird urination mm-hmm. and her like being totally okay with like being nude around yeah. people. She just seemed so, I don't know, like, weirdly fantasy-ish. Mm-hmm. So, th- I have a few problems with Rico in particular. There were other female characters that I think are phenomenal. Ozen's my favorite. She's amazing. Yes. Um. So, Ozen is another white whistle who actually knew Rico's mother. And, um, spoiler alert, Rico was born at the fourth or fifth level of the abyss really deep into the abyss really deep and um had to be carried out in a relic to protect her from the curse by liza and um and ozen so uh ozen reminds me of a giant angry cow yeah (laughs) like she looks kind of like she's got uh like horn-like hair yeah and And, like she can hunch her back in a way that makes her look really huge and menacing super cool um her title she talks like 
Yeah. Yes, she talks like this. <laughs> uh, and her title is always in the immovable. Mm-hmm. So cool. She's I love the her. Dopish. And they pulled that anime thing. Like, spoilers, mm. I guess. But yeah, like, like, spoiler alert for the rest of the talk. Yeah, we're going to get into the shit. But uh, Rico and. What the hell is Robot Boy's name? Reg. Reg. Rico and Reg end up at the uh, outpost where Ozen and her ward are staying. On the fourth level. On the fourth level. Yeah. Wow, they were really deep in. Yeah. And uh, so. Ozen's like weird Wait, at first. Is it the fourth level? Now you're making me question myself. It, it might have been. Or the I think third. So. I can't remember. Third or fourth, who knows? Yeah, it's down there. <laughs> down there quite a bit. And uh, so they get On there. On the second layer. The second layer. According to Wikipedia. Well, never mind. It was the second layer. Oh, well. well. <laughs> we know everything. <laughs> but they get there. Ozen's kind of weird and standoffish and like, ooh, I'm spooky. And then she attacks them. And you're like, oh, my God, she's actually crazy and evil. But yep. then she's like, it was a test. Yeah. To see if you guys are ready. And it's like. Good job, anime. You've um, done this about every show I've ever watched. And also, they're not ready. They're 12. No, they're not. They're going to die. Like, everyone <laughs> acknowledges they're going on a suicide mission. Yeah. It's so weird. And they're well aware that they're going on a suicide mission. Which, like, why are you doing this? I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. I guess that's, like, the point of the show, too, is, like, yeah. the abyss draws you into it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, like, that's a... The call of the abyss. Yeah, exactly. Um... One other thing that bothered me was the introduction of uh, the force field. So, like, a few episodes in, they all started talking about the force field, the force field. And it turns out, like, that is what is filling the abyss, basically. And, like, as you move back up through it, you're moving through the force field. Um, But it just, it was introduced in a weird way. It was, yeah. That, like, took some time to catch on to. Exactly. Yeah. It was one of those rules that they just kind of threw in at like at a random point. And you're like, oh, I guess that's another part of it that yeah, you have to pay yeah, attention to. Exactly. So that you understand why there is light this deep down into this abyss. But um, the way Nanachi explained it was pretty cool of like um, a rose's thorns face one direction. Yeah. So like you can run your hand in one way, but not in the other. and You'll right. get stuck with the thorns. Speaking of Nanachi. Nanachi is my favorite. Other also than Ozen. Favorite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nanachi is probably the best character so far. Um, they meet her down on the fourth layer. This time I'm sure it's the fourth layer. Yes. Um, as I guess like as Reg is cutting off Rico's hand. <laughs> oh my god. Jeez, I actually had to like hide under a blanket. It was and, like, so brutal. Out. It so was really brutal. They arrive down on the fourth layer and they end up fighting this quill animal. I forget what it's called. Yeah. Um, but it's Basically, like we had a mouth for a face. Yeah, it had a mouth for it a face. It was a nose for a face. A no-, no, it was a wiffle ball for a face. It had a wiffle ball that was a nose mouth for a face, and it was like the size <laughs> of a bear, and it had quills that it could control, and also it could kind of see the future. Yes. Yep, that's <laughs> because, all true. Because it was so in tune with the force field that yeah. like knew where you were going to move before you even did right. it. Um, so Rico gets stabbed in the hand and it's super, super poisonous. So her hand, they like put a tourniquet on it. <gasps> it's uh, I don't even like thinking about like, it. Like trigger alert for yeah, gore. Mad and, trigger alert. Because let yeah. me tell you, I was triggered. It was. So they put a tourniquet on her hand to keep the ven- or, yeah, the venom where it is. And her hand starts to it blow up like a balloon. Up. It's because, so like, purple and nasty. Yeah, all the blood and poison and shit Ugh. is all like suck in there. Ugh. Um, so basically, so she won't die, she has Reg cut off her hand. Well, first, 
uh, when she gets stabbed, she's like, Rig, we need to go up a level. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and that was uh, the, to get away from the quill monster. Yeah, and that was the blood out of every orifice yeah. level. <laughs> so they so go up a bit. They went up like a hundred feet, yeah, and she, she was starts like bleeding a lot, and, and it then, won't stop. Yeah, she's it's so horrifying. so much blood. I will never forget the scene for the rest of my life. And I thought, okay, when we were here at this point, I was like, oh, this is what yeah. is going to quote unquote wreck us about no. the show i knew we i knew that wrong. wasn't it because we were only like wrong. halfway through i knew that it was he was talking about an emotional wrecking yeah so yeah that part was uh, i don't do well with like that kind of mm-hmm. gore i guess well i thought she was gonna die I honestly know? yeah i thought that she was gonna die i thought she was gonna lose an arm and then mm. <laughs> i mean she was definitely gonna lose an arm um <laughs> but yeah i thought she was gonna die and then reg had to carry on without her hmm I don't know. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I hadn't. I did not have that thought at all. Um, but anyway, Nanachi rushes in and saves the day. She's a bunny. She's a bunny girl. She's amazing. Yeah, she has an extremely tragic backstory. Yeah, she really does. Yeah. Um, yeah, she has a roommate named <laughs> Mitty, who um, when you move up from the fifth to fourth level in the abyss... You can lose your humanity. Yep. Or your life. Or your life. Um, unfortunately for Mitty, this happened to her and she did not lose her life. She only lost her humanity and now she's just a pile of assorted flesh and limbs and oh, eyes. Poor Mitty. And it's so... I. It's ugh, upsetting. It's really upsetting to watch. It's so sad. And she makes this noise like... Oh my god, it's awful. Yeah. But like... The story is Nanachi and Mitty were friends and they were orphans as kids. Best friends. And then one of the other, like, one of the insane white whistles, uh, like, recruits a ton of orphans to bring down to do experiments on in the abyss. And he sends the two of them down into the fifth layer together and then pulls them right back yeah. up to see yep. what the reaction is. And what happens to Mitty is she turns into this horrifying blob creature who can't die. Yeah. And then... uh Nanachi turns into a cute bunny lady. And then, so I kind of wonder if that, if them being sent down together and back up, that was yeah. like part of why yeah, was Nanachi it, was able to. they were best friends. Yeah. And they had like a, a bond and. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, that was what Rick does. But like, was Nanachi able to stay mostly like herself because all of it was centered on Mitty? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was kind of thinking also. Yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch that to really get like mm. the the specifics right because i was so just like wrecked it was so sad and then like her last words minnie's last words are kill me yeah oh but then and every time nanachi tries it just doesn't work she can't do it and the the white whistle keeps them there and keeps minnie there and keeps trying to do experiments on her trying to kill her just to like see what she can physically go through so gross it's so sad um woof yeah, it's a rough story. But then, like, uh, she finds out Reg's laser. Oh, yeah, he has a laser in his arm. Yeah, he has a laser in his arm. <laughs> it can destroy a lot of stuff. And they use it to kill Mitty, finally. And then none of Oh, team. my God. It, it was, was so that sad. Was, I didn't cry through all of the part where, no. like, the horrifying shit's happening. But then when they're finally, like, we can kill her now. We can finally let her be free. Because, and- like, so they bring her outside and nanachi has made her a it was, ton oh my God. Uh, she made her stuffed animals 
And like, like they brought bed. it all outside. And they brought all of Mitty's stuff out and they have her sitting and it's sunny and nice. Oh, my God. And then as Reg is about to shoot her, Anana, she says, no, wait, wait, don't do it. Don't that do was it. The I part. can't. I know. <laughs> that was it. That was the moment the waterworks just started mm-hmm. happening. So then she runs over to Mitty and is like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We'll always be together. I'd never do that to you. Like, we're going to be together forever. And then she walks back over to Reg and says, do it. And he does. And then everyone is crying. Everyone is crying, including Nanachi. She, like, breaks down. It was so sad. Yeah, and the thing about Nanachi is her character is so... She's very matter-of-fact and very straightforward. Mm -hmm. And a little, like... A little, like, you know... I'm not... Frisky is not the word. She's a little, um... She's she's, she's a dry sparky. Sense of humor. She has a dry sense of humor. She's very knowledgeable. Yes. Like she's able to save um, Rico's arm because she knows everything so yeah. well. Because she's been down there for so long, yep. you know. Um, but yeah, she's like very matter of fact and very strong. Mm-hmm. And then the moment she breaks down, you're just like, oh my fucking god! Yeah, exactly. This show was born to kill me. I was so sad. It was so good. And that's that's where the series ends, and she ends up uh, leaving with Rico and Reg on their journey. So it becomes a trio of people instead Be- of a duo. Because if she didn't, she was going to kill herself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mitty was the only reason she had to live was to kill Mitty. Yeah. to put her out of her misery. Oh my god, Jesus Christ! So sad. <laughs> Uh, so I recommend it if you're in the mood for something very heavy. Yeah. But also fun. Like seeing all like the, the monsters are really well designed. The monsters are super well designed. It was really well voice acted. Oh, yeah. Um, The characters are overall very enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. Very interesting. And they're mm-hmm. all really different. Yeah. Like they're all like all of the grownups that you see. Like, all of the White Whistles, Olsen, and um, Liza, and whatever the evil guy's yeah, the name is. Yeah, the weird creepy dude with, like, the iron mask yeah, on like, face. Yeah, like, everyone's really different. Yes. Um, which is cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's Made, made in an abyss. abyss. Oh, boy. Woof. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I did, too. I'm definitely going to watch the next season. Yeah, I can't wait. I hope I we all need watch to it together. Know. I need to know what's at the bottom of the abyss. I'm so glad that know. that was your news because I really wanted a second season. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I just happened upon it today. Nice. So, yeah. All right. Let's move on to the main event, <sighs> which is uh, the year anniversary of Yuri on Ice. Uh, Yuri on Ice. So we've been doing this podcast since February, I think. I think so, yeah. And that was right, like, a couple months after Yuri on Ice finished airing. Mm-hmm. Actually, and, I can find out exactly when we yeah, started. Seriously. But uh, that was one of the first shows that we started, like, watching together and waiting every week. Actually, yeah. we got a, a Crunchyroll subscription because we couldn't wait for the next episode to air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't want to wait. <laughs> <laughs> so it it has a very special place in our hearts. So yeah, we started, our first episode was February 8th, which was about a month and a half after the last episode of Yuri on Ice. So, I don't know. <laughs> that was, that was, yeah, no, that no reason. <laughs> that was not pertinent information at all, but now you know. Well, it was like, it was one of the catalysts to us starting a, an anime podcast because like we'd enjoyed it so much together and it yeah. really kind of like brought us back together into And we used, like would like get together every Thursday, yeah. we'd go get food, the then we'd watch Yuri on Ice. Time. Yeah, exactly. It was so fun. Yeah, we, like, <laughs> I remember uh, for a few specific episodes, we Twitter had lockdown. We had Twitter lockdowns. Yeah. We didn't want any spoilers because yep. we had to wait until thursday night to watch it instead of wednesday we had like 
like champagne for episode seven. Yeah, that's right. Oh my God. That was so fun. That episode is so good. It's the best. So let's, we, we've mentioned Yuri on Ice a lot over the years. Let's like just go over an overview of it. Okay, let's. Over um, the years, we've literally been doing it for less than a year. <laughs> over the years. So uh, Yuri on Ice is the ice skating anime, the figure skating the anime. premier ice skating anime. Yep. Um, so after a crushing defeat in the Grand Prix final, uh, 23-year-old Japanese figure skater Yuri Katsuki develops mixed feelings about skating and is thinking about retiring when suddenly his idol, uh, Victor, shows up at his home and says, I am going to be your coach, nude in a hot tub. Yep. <laughs> Iconic. It's so good. So it's... Yuri and Ice is a really good combo of sports anime and slice mm-hmm. of life, I think. Absolutely. And... uh romance yeah i mean yeah <laughs> a lot of romance definitely um but yeah no it, romance doesn't take the center stage no it's more it's all about character development slice of life of an athlete like an yes. athlete's yes. life specifically taking a look athlete. at it yeah yeah um so and then there's also other yuri russian yuri yeah. who is a 15 year old skating prodigy from russia who had a promise with Victor that if Yuri, Russian Yuri, Yurio, um, won the junior competition, that Victor would would choreograph his adult premiere skate. Uh, but with Victor fucking off to Japan, he can't really do that. <laughs> Victor so, totally forgot about the promise. Yeah. Uh, so Yurio comes to Japan and um, kind of like it. In his mind, it ignites a rivalry with Japanese Yuri, but... <laughs> Who is seven years his senior. Yeah, and, like, does not take this seriously at no. all, which I love. <laughs> it's just, all the, th- the three of them interacting with one another is one of the joys of the show, I think. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Victor's so airy and lightheaded and just like, ah. Yeah. And uh, Yuri Katsuki is so serious about everything and he takes everything way too much to heart and he's... Overthinks everything. He overthinks everything. He's always he's weighing his head. Really self-conscious. Yeah. And then uh, Russian Yuri is so hot-headed. Such a teenager. Yeah, absolutely. He's got all the confidence in the world mm-hmm. even though he's just kind of a little shit. I but he's him. actually a very good skater. He's too. an extremely good yeah. skater. <laughs> so he um, deserves that. Yeah, absolutely. But he's also 15, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just the three of them together are such a good combo. And like seeing their relationship, the three of them develop throughout the season. Yeah. Um, at one point, they're skating in Russia, and Victor has to go home or has to go back to Japan. And like. Yuri, Yurio kind of sees that Yuri Katsuki is upset and, like, comforts him, yeah. you know? And, like, offers him food and comfort. It's and like, really cute. Like, as you know, I'm a sucker for found families, and this is a really good family. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely what I'd call it, too. Yeah. I think, uh, like, the first really heartwarming scene between the two Yuris mm-hmm. uh, is in episode three, I think? At the Waterfall? That one? Well, that one's good, but mm. I was actually thinking of uh, where they're both in the rink practicing for oh, their yeah, show Oh, yeah, that's off. right. And, and uh, Yuri Katsuki's like, I don't know how to land this jump in competition. Yeah. Can you teach me? And so baby Yuri teach- is teaching older Yuri how to do yeah, this Yeah, that was really great. And then Victor comes into the, the rink and they're at the uh, Russian Yuri's like, I wasn't doing anything. I was practicing. Bye. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it was really cute. It was very cute. And then, uh, I mean, I guess the big relationship development is between Victor and Japanese Yuri because that's the whole point of the show. Yeah. Is the first homosexual mainstream couple in anime. Uh, so good. Like, not, and, not the first homosexual mainstream couple, like, the first openly homosexual yeah. couple. Like, they like, don't say we're two men who fuck each other and are in love, but it's so heavily implied that in Japan, they're just like, yeah, we know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I just, I remember watching it live and obviously like their relationship is deepening and they're getting closer and like, we're so, we see it. Yeah. Cause we're we're so used to queer baiting. Yeah. Like we're looking for that and we're like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way (laughs) until, uh, Yuri gets on camera on national television the world of ice skating and says my skate is about love and he's obviously talking about victor yep and we're just kind of like wait maybe Did he? is that, is that? <laughs> it was like when we were watching it as it was coming out the escalation every episode yes. for us was like they're never gonna start dating that's ridiculous yep. and then like they're they look like they're, they're dating like, they're interacting like they're dating they should kiss and then episode seven comes along they fucking kiss. They fucking kiss. We pop champagne like, holy shit. Where could we go from there? We've reached the zenith that's of the enough. show. That's Obviously, all we're gonna that's get. enough. Wrong. Oh, they should get engaged. That's never going to happen. You guys, they get fucking engaged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was such a beautiful scene, too. It's really nice. It was nice. Yeah. And then we're like, all right, they're engaged. So they're together. They're engaged. They're a couple. It's official. They're never going to pair skate. That's ridiculous. They, men they don't pair skate. Fucking pair skate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was uh, the most beautiful progression. It was like they knew. Mm-hmm. It was like the creators of the show knew where our minds were going to go. And like from the history of watching anime and liking gay culture yeah. and understanding gay culture and knowing that the Japanese don't really get a lot of that in their mainstream mm-hmm. media. And like, I mean, wishing, we don't really get a lot of no, that in our mainstream definitely media. definitely not. Absolutely. I mean, at least we get to have characters that are openly able yeah. to say, I'm gay. Totally. But, like, after years and years of queer baiting and seeing couples kind of, not couples, characters kind of sort of maybe yeah. sort of have that I kind mean, of relationship. You know, chips and everything. Yeah. It's like, when you have your eye out for that, it's just so beyond comprehension that it would actually yeah, happen. Exactly. So and, and every it was single like, time something happened, we lost our minds. Yeah. And it was such a natural progression of a relationship. Exactly. It felt natural. It did. It like going back and watching the episodes, I've watched it a couple times now, and watching the progression of the characters knowing what happens, mm-hmm. as opposed to like choppily just hoping something's yeah, gonna happen, yeah. it feels so smooth. Yeah. And just really beautiful to watch these two characters come closer together because the whole dynamic is yuri has this hero complex for victor and victor is like his his idol he's everything to him and he's it was really cute when victor first shows up and like yuri's showing him around he's gonna show him his room he has to run in there and take down all the posters that he has of victor because he's looked after him for so long he named his dog victor yeah and he got a poodle because victor had a poodle like it is absolute hero worship yeah it's straight up fandom yeah. he's like a fanboy, and then victor's just he's just a skate man he just he loves, <laughs> he's just a skate man he's just a skate man he thinks he's cool and normal like and he he has no problem being around yuri yeah. he's like this is my equal i mean i'm better than him yeah but like we're 
both like that's why i'm gonna coach you yeah because i think that you could be really great exactly and like victor never really holds that over him no yuri eventually gets over his weird hero worship of victor and they become just like a normal couple and also like they're very open about yuri's anxiety yes like he clearly has anxiety i mean aside from the gay romance Mm -hmm. aspect i think that yuri's serious anxiety was something that really resonated with fans yeah absolutely to like see a character struggling with mental health issues in like a pretty healthy way you know like he kind of like he he lets himself get down and stuff but he opens up to victor like he doesn't totally shut down yeah um i don't know it was really nice it's a great way to see not only a gay man well not gay like a queer couple, yeah, but also someone who deals with mental health issues. Both things are so rare in mainstream Japanese media mm-hmm. because they're both shameful yeah. in a way yeah. still. But it's just, it was so nice to see a show that handled all of these things so gracefully and so in such like a fun way. And then on top of that, all of the other characters were great. Yeah. There wasn't one character that I ended up actually disliking, except for that one with the bangs. <laughs> You know, the little tiny one with, the, like, the weird fang? Minami? I might you don't be Minami. like him? I do not uh, what like What about him. the Italian who's got a weird thing Oh, wait, his he's the worst, too. I forgot about him. His sister's great. Oh, his sister's fantastic. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot about him. He sucks. But he's not in it too much. No, he's in, like, two episodes, very, very little. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there like, are Italians that have, like, a weird brother-sister <laughs> dynamic going on. It's fine. Don't but worry like, about it. But, like, when Chris shows up, we were both, like... I hate this guy. Uh, I hated Chris so much. He seemed like such a character of a gay character. Like, he's a gay man, but he, like, is so over-sexualized. Yeah, the first thing we see of him is his, uh, is either his free skater is, uh, short. One of them, but he literally comes on the ice. (laughs) And he says that. It was so gross. It's so uncomfortable and weird. I hated it. I hated it too. I hated Chris. I did not like him. Both of us were just like, no, this is the worst. This is awful. Yeah, like get him off my screen And then one episode later, I don't know what happened. He just like became really cool. He and and Victor were hanging out by the pool taking Instagram photos, I think. Yeah. (laughs) I think that Like they were being buddies and it turns out Chris was really cool. Yeah. He's just like a cool, nice guy. (laughs) Yeah. With beautiful eyelashes. Yeah. And then the other one that we hated initially was JJ. JJ was such an asshole he was like the Bucking villain it was really funny because he was like falling into a ton of like sports anime villain tropes yeah exactly and like no one was having any of it <laughs> it was, was, so, was kind of cute just like him being all like overblown he was and trying so hard and everyone just ignoring him like he crashed a dinner everyone was having at a restaurant <laughs> and he's like making like these big speeches and like throwing shade and stuff and everyone just kind of like okay looks at him looks away like over it <laughs> yeah i think that was great and then like the part that really gets you into like a jj's kind of cool mm-hmm. vibe is like uh, i think it was one of the, i can't remember which competition it was but he got on the like, ice it was like the final i think it was so. like at the end yeah and he just started having serious anxiety about it and like, he was so afraid he of fucking kind of bites it yeah he wicked bit it and you're just like oh JJ. JJ. And it's then all a front, isn't it, JJ? He real, like, you realize that, like, he is, he's like Canada's poster <laughs> child. He's Canadian, I never yeah. I that he's Canadian. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, he, and, like, he's like a rock star to them, and it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of pressure on him, and he feels like he can't, like, if he disappoints 
anyone, he disappoints the entire country because yeah. they love him so much. JJ style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, like speaking of JJ style, uh, one of my favorite uh, figure skaters on the US team, mm-hmm. he's an ice dancer yeah. named Joe Johnson. He's my favorite Twitter account, by the way. If you're on Twitter, follow Joe he's Johnson. He's delightful. He's so funny. He's the fun- like if he wasn't a figure skater, I would say please like go into comedy writing or something. He on I can't remember which competition he some was cry in. cam I think right it, yeah it was something uh, and he because his initials are JJ he did JJ style JJ on the style. I love it was it. so cute but yeah and like all of the professional figure skaters are like getting into it like yeah Johnny Weir he was um is he like a he was a guest at like an anime convention yep. talking about figure skating mm-hmm. and your eyes so cool and so then cool. Welcome to the Madness was released, and they had that Johnny Weir moment from his Lady Gaga yep. routine where he like he, he slides on the that. ice. I love it. He like arches his back. It's so. There cool. were a lot of Johnny Weir references, like uh, in one of Victor's early skating flashbacks. Mm-hmm. He has a crown of blue roses. Oh yeah, yeah. And Johnny Weir once had a crown of red roses in a very similar outfit. It, like it, clearly, the creators love Johnny. Yeah, it, it, he's such a great. Person he's, and he's a great personality yeah. in ice skating. He was like one of the the first ice skaters that I like became aware of and like mm-hmm. watched. Oh yeah, he a was bunch huge of... national news yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Back in it was like two thousand. It was like three years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very long ago. He's not an old man. No. He still skates, and I he on Instagram he posts pic, like boomerangs of his workout. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no one should be able to do this. Oh, so cool. He's so strong. Yeah. Also, very diverse cast. Yes. Super, super diverse. Um, the American figure skater is Mexican-American, Leo. which is super cool. He's Leo. Adorable. I love him. He's precious. Uh, there's a Thai figure skater. Like, it's... Oh, Pichy. It's so cute. It is a it is a global cast mm. from all over the world. Um, and it's a great look at, like, a, a lot... Like, a, the reason a lot of uh, professional figure skaters in real life enjoy it is because they're like, yeah, this is what being a figure skater yeah. is like. Yeah. It's, like, very true to life. Yeah. And, like, you become friends with these people, even though you're competing with them. You, like, go out to get dinner with them. Yeah. You all have to speak a common language. It's really cool. Which, in really the show, cool. is apparently Japanese. Yeah. Everyone to speak <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> and the dub is... So bad. Nobody watched the dub. No. It's very, very bad. They do accents. They do like, like they do phony accents, accents for everyone except for Japanese. Yeah, Yuri, they do accents, American. and they don't do good accents. No. They do really bad accents. Mm-mm. There's nothing sexy about English speaking Victor. No, <laughs> which is such a bummer because he's the same voice actor who did Kyo Soma in Fruits Basket, who Who's I great. love. But like, he can't do a Russian accent. Mm, sorry, if you buddy. want someone with a Russian accent. Get someone with a Russian accent. Yeah. I don't... Anyway. Watch <laughs> the Japanese. That's off topic. Yeah. yeah. So Yuri and Ice, that's our show of the century. Yep. Absolute best. It's part six of what of brought us together. Six out of six Yuri and Ice is probably directly responsible for this podcast. Absolutely. It absolutely is. Because, like, after Yuri and Ice ended, we were like, what do we do with ourselves? Yeah, we've been talking about this show to ourselves so much. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to the world about it. <laughs> and it took us nine months to get around to doing it. But it felt like we needed to uh, take the time. <laughs> to reflect on yeah it. i mean i feel like we've been building up to this moment because mm-hmm. like every episode we've had some kind of yuri on ice reference oh yeah it's like um it's like mount fuji in japanese art it's always there in the background and if it's not there that's deliberate <laughs> <laughs> the absence is yeah. deliberate exactly <laughs> so if you haven't gotten on the yuri on ice train yet like i don't know what's wrong with you but just like watch it it's, it's just so good episodes. just do it it's 
Yeah, 13, 12 yeah. or 13. It's pretty short. And they're great. And they haven't confirmed a second season. Not yet. They have confirmed a movie. Yes. But, but I'm afraid the like. movie is just going to be one of those, like, compilation movies. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know. And, like, okay, one thing I have to say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the animation got a little dicey. It got a little wonky, especially in the skating sequences. Yeah. Because they were on a super quick turnaround. Yes, exactly. The first episode is animated so beautifully. And I haven't finished my rewatch yet, but yes, I think at least for, like, the DVD, they were going back. Yes. And, like, filling in a lot of those yeah. frames. They released a Blu-ray DVD over yeah. here, so we, I gotta get that. Yeah, totally. Mm. And uh, well, the Welcome to the Madness short is one of the most beautifully animated it's things I've so ever seen. It's so cool. Also, I really, really want next season to be about Yurio and Odebeck. That's what I want. That's what I want. Thank I, you. I understand that. Thank you. I think that would be <laughs> a great... Because it's the other Yuri. It can yeah. still be Yuri on Ice. Mm-hmm. So watch Yuri on Ice. Yes. There. In conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we've got enough time for a Kate's Combini Corner. I do, too. Let's... Let's Except this. this time, it is not Kate who is the Konbini. Who, who is it, Kate? It is Brie. It's my Konbini corner? Yeah. We so can share. For some reason this month, you decided to get the uh, premium package. Well, I got the premium package because I got a Groupon for it. Oh. So it was it was $19 for the premium box. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got. I still got just like the mini box from yeah. Japan Crate, but Brie went ahead and got the full premium. I got set. that big old premium box. So, uh, she so I had has, a lot of snacks. It was yeah. So it was the sweet potato month. Um, yeah, but what, it wasn't very sweet potato. No, felt. I was really disappointed in that. Um, but we got a nice little pamphlet about fall in Japan, and apparently some uh, popular flavors are, of course, sweet potato and dried persimmon. Mm. Which have you ever had a persimmon? I. I can't remember if I have. I had one once, and I wasn't the biggest fan, but, um, you know, it reminded me of, like, a a tomato for some reason. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but anyway, let's see. We want to go through the things that we both got first. Yeah, let's go through the mini. Okay. So uh, the first item is the Mike Popcorn Brown Sugar Caramel. That was really good. I ate that last night. <laughs> it was, like, a nice mix between sweet and salty. Yeah. You know? It was just, like, a caramel popcorn it wasn't um i expected it to be more like you know like american caramel popcorn has like literal camel caramel mm, candy on the outside yeah. i don't like that what? i know so i liked this i, I liked that it was just a sweet flavor on the yeah, outside. it's pretty good i enjoyed it next um, is the, the okusuria san mm. capsule ramune and it was just like little tiny capsule candies that look like jelly beans that tasted like ramune i have not tried that one yet I haven't it, tried all of these, so it's uh, Okusuriya San or Mister Pharmacy Capsule Ramune. Uh, they it parodies the packaging of real retro Japanese medicine, which I think is mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, but definitely. It, it legit, just looked like jelly beans. Before I read this, I was like, "Oh, they sent us like old candy, cool, you know, like, retro <laughs> stuff." Um, I haven't tried any of the gum. Yeah, it came with uh, the mini box. Came with two different kinds of gum. It was Sono Manma Cola Gum and Rilakkuma Gum. And I haven't tried either of them either. But the, the Rilakkuma about... gum is really cute. Yeah, it's very cute. I I'm, I actually really want to try the cola gum because I really like cola flavor. Do you want some? Sure, yeah, why not? But if, these gums are usually just like zebra stripe in a way that they they last. The flavor is powerful and it lasts a few seconds and then it just goes away. All right. All right. This is Live a review. sonic experience. Yep, that tastes like cola. Tastes like cola? Well, like cola candy. Yeah. What is cola flavor? Mm. 
It says super sour flavor. Is it? No. <laughs> this is a cola. Cool. Well, there you go. Well, that's going to be As useless advertised. in another, like minute. <laughs> and then the other mini item was the Kagiko chocolate key. And it was just like a key shaped foil packet with a bunch of little chocolate candies in it. I was confused. I thought it had fallen out of its proper packaging. No. How was that? Let's see. They're okay. They're just they like, look like M&M's. Yeah, they taste familiar. I can't remember what it was. It's another kind of like American chocolate candy. Mm. I can see the packaging in my head, but I don't know what they're called. They're really good. Are they half bad? Mm-hmm. I'm good. I have gum in my mouth. Oh, yeah, you. that's right. Huh. A couple more. Come here. Oh. <laughs> You're just going to go through that whole key. Yep. It's really good. I like chocolate. Okay. What? All right, we're getting into the original box. Mm-hmm. So, what else um, did you get? We had a sweet potato, honey sweet potato flavor. Um, actually, sweet potico, honey <laughs> sweet potato flavor, which were um, almost like little corn chips that were sweet and savory and super super crunchy. Mm. Crunchy. They were really good. Um, they're ring shape. They're rings, so their ring shape also make for easy handling and extra crispiness, which is true. They were very crispy. <laughs> um, so honey potato flavored chips are hot in Asia at the moment. So best believe we've brought them just for you to try. It was pretty good. I would definitely eat those again. Hmm. Um, but I feel like you could probably also take Fritos and like put some maple syrup on them and get the same <laughs> the same experience. It's better than it sounds. Um, and then next we have the Rapopo Farm Sweet Potato Candy, which I haven't tried yet, but I have here for us to try now. Oh, goody. Yep. Um, I'll remove my gum wad. These are just little hard candies. Sweet potato hard candies. Mmm. Wow. That, like, literally tastes like a potato. It super does. That's really weird. What the fuck? Kate, that's such a weird taste experience. I'm into it, frankly. Me too. But like, that's so weird. It tastes like potato. (laughs) Let's see what the booklet has to say about this. Um, Let's see. Rapapo Farm, the popular sweet potato themed bakery, brings you the fall classic sweet potato and candy form. Wow. Oh, it has a soft candy Ooh. interior. Yeah. Time to start chewing. All right. Oh. That didn't sound like it took a lot of effort. It didn't. Mm. You guys, this is really weird. I'm sorry for the crunching that you have to endure right now, but it's like. It's ASMR. Mm hmm. You know that, like, potato starch flavor? Mm hmm. This, like, actually has that. I just had, like, a hit of it just suddenly mm-hmm. hit my nostrils. Oh my god, this tastes like I'm chewing a crunchy potato. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad candy at all. Mm. No, and Japanese sweet potato is really different from American sweet potato. Mm-hmm. It's like a more mild flavor. Hmm. 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 So that was a fun experience. I'm glad that we went on that journey. Like, I'm glad that we got those live reactions. Yeah. <laughs> Our live reactions. Yeah. Are, huh. Um, next was a DIY magic foam jelly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. So um, this DIY kit 
is it's, uh, we just did it uh yeah. I, I i filmed it i'll put it up on our twitter mm. but we it's uh one of those like diy candies that japan does so often like the sushi that they the have sushi really and popular. the burger and the, all those yeah don't and look at my gum wad it's really i'm not weird. i wasn't i was zoning out it just happened to be my line of sight um <laughs> So it was really fun to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I love those. Like, it's like a little science experiment. Yeah, you 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 do one packet, you pour it in, you do two caps of water, you shake it up, you do another packet and two more caps of water and you stir it up and then you sip it and it tastes like sour disaster. Mm -hmm. But it looked so cool. Go watch the video. It had a cool texture. Mm -hmm. Just tasted like ass. (laughs) So um, would recommend for the fun science would not recommend you actually eat. That tends to be the experience with Mm -hmm. those kinds of DIY candies, though. Um, Next, we have a marshmallow pudding, which is, uh, I guess, flan is really popular in Japan, especially in the fall. Mm -hmm. And they just took that flavor and put it in a marshmallow. Delicious. So we have that, too. Ta-da! Oh, it's got, like, a little cream filling. Ooh, thank you. Mm-hmm. That outside is just, like, a really fluffy marshmallow. Oh, it looks like an egg. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then there's, like, a little vanilla cream, like, yeah. a little frosting on the inside. It's really good. It's pretty good. That's nice. Did you want the rest of it? I'll eat that. <laughs> yeah, I'll eat that. <laughs> yeah, put that in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was the Sumomo ball. Peach-flavored jellies made to look like halved baseballs? Yep. Oh, I see. Yeah, truly. <laughs> yeah, they sell those at Abby Suya. Oh, I've never had one before. I don't think I have either. I'm going to skip this one because I still have marshmallow in my mouth. I still have gum. Mm. It's not bad, actually. Oh, good. Is the flavor actually staying? Not really. Oh, okay. I mean, it's very <laughs> lightly still there. Right. Um, And then we go up to the premium level. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. So, Harvest Sweet Potato Biscuits. These are like... These, like, nice little sweet flaky biscuits that have, like, a little sweet potato flavor to them. They're pretty tasty. They come in four packs, which I really love how Japanese snacks do that. How, like, each thing will be wrapped individually. I know it's super, super wasteful. (laughs) It's so wasteful. wasteful, But, like, the way I eat snacks (laughs) is like that. I snack so sparingly. It's weird. Like, I started the, the popcorn two days ago ate a few put it away last night i ate the rest like i wouldn't eat a whole thing so i like being able to eat the individual ones um so i have some of those that i can share with you when your your gum is gone thank you you're welcome um and a few ramane pineapple flavor um, which I guess are whistle candies. Mm-hmm. Kate just enlightened me to this. Yeah, she, you you haven't tried them yet. I just ate one. Oh yeah, I, so I did the first <laughs> one too. And then I read that it was a whistle. Wait, it says um a whistle candy. Surprise friends and family with your perfect whistling abilities at your next get together this holiday season. I, was, I don't think I'll be doing that. Yeah, when I first read something like that, it was like whistle what? And then you just it's like a circle with another tiny little hole in it, and then you just put it in your mouth and you blow through it it makes a whistle sound weird i'm gonna do that when we're done recording i won't subject you to that (laughs) sonic torture it's very loud i bet um and the pineapple flavor is good yeah the one i just ate it was tasty (laughs) who doesn't love pineapple um and next you don't don't at me oh no everyone should love pineapple don't (laughs) don't at don't at (laughs) um next we had a party gummy 
which came in one of four different baseball bar concession stand themed gummies. Now that I think about it, I guess baseball baseball kind of happens in the fall. Yeah. Like, I always think of it as a summer sport, but like the World Series is in the fall and shit. So, yeah. you know. True. Um, so I get a little ice cream cone gummy that uh, was just, you know, kind of tasty. Didn't have too much flavor to it. Just kind of sweet and gummy. Um, and finally, we get a Pokemon Grape Sparkling, which I have not had to drink yet, but it's just a po- Pokemon-themed grape soda. That's all. That's all it is. Um, and we Delicious. also got a bonus item, which is a Taberun Desu, which means I'm going to eat it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know why. Why that <laughs> is what it's called. But um, it's a little cardboard box that's meant to look like a disposable camera, but it has uh, candy inside. A little like the chocolate M&M candies, like the key had. So that was uh, that was the box. There I don't was know. A lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff. It was definitely like worth the money. Like I'm sure the value of all the things put together is worth the value of the box. Yeah. I don't know that I would spend thirty dollars on it. No. You know? Yeah. If I, I would only recommend the premium box if you're really into what's happening that month. Yeah. Like yeah. when um they did a like a the pocky, pocky box. Yeah. yeah. I was like hell yes, son. Yeah. Like I would totally do that. Um, but I would honestly, I would rather just take my $30 and go to Ebisuya yeah, and buy my own exactly. snacks. You it know? always ends up being $30 and yeah. I always eat every single thing. Exactly. And I know I'm going to like everything. Yes. So, but yeah, it was fun and it was fun to get in the mail. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. You see, it's a big colorful box and you're like, oh, well, what did I get? It's, it's surprises time. inside. Uh, yeah. So, oh God, never mind. So I guess that's uh that's everything. That's it. Yeah. I, only, I had one other thing I wanted to mention uh-huh. because it just came out uh like the past couple weeks. It's this uh web series called Anime Crimes Division. Oh, that's right. You were telling me yeah. about that. I don't know anything about it yet. It's just a YouTube series by Rocket Jump and it stars uh Pro ZD or Sungwon Cho, who is a voice actor, a fellow weeb, very popular on Vine. Oh, when wait. That was- that's that guy with the really deep voice that I yes. love so much. Yes. Oh my gosh. He's so funny. I've seen clips and like gifs of him. Don't at me. It's gifs. Gifs <laughs> of him like in scenes. It's gifs. Scenes. It's gifs. It's good. In scenes and I didn't know what it was from. So okay. Yeah. That clears I, that up. I, I I didn't know how I wanted to feel about it because I kept seeing the same stuff too. Yeah. And I was like fine I'll watch it. It was literally the funniest thing i've oh, watched I'll have to in check it out that's awesome time. yeah it, each episode is only like 10 minutes long and yeah. they just came out with the last one uh the third one and that was i guess like the season finale for them but it was just so unbelievably funny and it's it's from like the perspective of an american weeb basically yeah, so yeah. oh my god it was so oh, i'm so excited he's so funny he's I'm really excited. funny nice. so that's my recommendation for the week yay oh thank you so much You're i'm gonna welcome. get into that yeah i'll show you Cool. Um, so you can find us at takoyaki, takoyaki underscore time on Twitter or email us at takoyaki time podcast at gmail.com. And you can find me at Kate Brizzy on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me, Bree Scally, at Bree Scally on Twitter and at Honeybree on Instagram. And uh, if you would be so bold, we would love it if you left us a review. So bold and, and so kind. Stars on iTunes. Preferably five stars, if you Preferably. wouldn't mind. That it would, would be, be the ideal amount of stars. Absolutely. That would make our day. Thank you. Thanks. In advance. Thank you in advance. Um, Kate, what's the second rule of takoyaki time? Always finish your takoyaki. But what's the first rule? Always order takoyaki. Takoyaki.